Have you ever experienced laying in bed wide awake because you couldn't stop your mind, your mind was racing, your mind was thinking about all the what-ifs, you were going through all the worries, all the fears, all the things that might happen to you, or maybe you had to go to your job the next day and there's changes and things going on that are out of your control and you're finding yourself laying in bed and you get in bed, you're like, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to get some sleep. And you watch the clock and 10 o'clock comes and 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. And then you go, I'm going to really concentrate on sleeping. But the problem is it didn't help. Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail and we're going to talk tonight about what's controlling your mind. So today I have on the show with me, Nikki Ray. Say hi, Nikki Ray. Hello. And uh, it's nice to have you on uh, the show. Hey, why don't you share with our listeners kind of what your background is a little bit. Where do you work? Sure. I am a registered nurse, and I'm currently a travel nurse. I work with uh, various hospitals for certain periods of time. And the reason I bring it up, because Nikki Ray and I both have worked in the healthcare setting, where I did uh, 19 years in trauma and emergency as a chaplain, and we have both observed men and women of faith who were sick in the hospital and struggling. And believe me, if you have a lot of stuff going on, it's hard to control those thought processes. And I've had a lot of clients at spiritual care at times who found it very hard to shut off the mind or at least to get the mind to be peaceful. And so, have you ever experienced that yourself, Nikki Ray? I have experienced that. And what I find is there are one or two thoughts that keep circulating over and over in my mind, much like a, a tape, you know, that just keeps playing over and over. And what, it, what I need to, to stop that is a pattern interrupt. Yeah, you need to change the tape. I need to change the tape. I need to change the message that I'm feeding myself. Well, exactly. You know, when we are in spiritual care and we're working with clients, we'll give them some in Christ statements to say, and they'll look at them and sometimes and go, well, why would I say that? I don't even believe it. But you know, your words have great power. And if you begin to say, I'm loved, I'm accepted, I'm God's child, I'm wanted, I'm cared for, Eventually, that message begins to get through. By the way, it's better to think about that than all the negativity going on in the world today. And then I think everywhere we turn, if we turn on the TV, nothing but negativity. The news networks, negativity. The I understand it's good to have news and good to be informed, but there's got to be a control to that. Yeah, there is. You know, the Apostle Paul... He preached messages in churches during times when there was great persecution. There was trouble all around. And his message in Philippians was, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely or of good report, if there be any virtue or if there be any praise, think on these things. He was literally giving them a pattern interrupt. Think about these things. Exactly. And then he said, if you do this, 
Look, you will have a new understanding that the God of peace is with you. And the word peace there is shalom. Everything that you need. Now, I love Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8. This came to me when I was in my devotional times. Those who live according to the flesh have set their minds on what the flesh desires, but those who live accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile toward God, and it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. I often think about what is governing your mind. What are you taking in? Is it video games that are negative and really violent? Is it TV shows, horror movies? What's governing your mind? And everybody wants a mind that is governed by life and peace. So I want to talk today about 10 keys to winning mind battles. And some of these keys might seem really simple on the outset, but they can be very difficult to put into practice. Key number one is we must take every thought captive. Wow. Have you ever tried to do that? It takes work. And 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds and fortresses, casting down imaginations. Wow, I'm going to stop right there. Yes. And talk about vain imaginations. You know, your imagination can run wild and can bring you places in your mind that are very dark. So it says, Casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to obedience to Christ. Wow. This is where we handle what if territory, right? Yes, yes. But it says that we need to take our thoughts captive that don't want to be captive. So sometimes it's easier or easy to think about the things of the flesh than to say, oh no, I'm not thinking about that. I know where that goes. I grab that thought and I want to give it to the Lord. Yes. Right? I give that thought to Jesus. I make it obedient. I'm not thinking about that. That's right. But then you got to do step two and that's where you just read Philippians 4, 4 through 9. You have to change what you're thinking on. I often say when we're in session, if you give the thought to the Lord, but you don't change what you're thinking on, you will create a power vacuum in your mind. And no, that's not a vacuum that sucks up dirt, but you will create a vacuum in your mind. And if you don't fill it with something good, more something more negative will come along and fill that place and space in your mind. So this takes time to do. You have to learn to do this. You have to discipline yourself. Then point number two says, we must shut the doors that we have opened that are causing bad thoughts. Sometimes there are things that we're doing that are creating or hindering our thought process. Have you ever experienced that, Nikki Ray? 
I have. I've experienced where, you know, somebody has done something wrong to me. It's made me very angry. And I rehearse that anger. Over and over. Over and over. I nurse it, if you will. Nurse and rehearse is all we call it. Nurse and rehearse. And it leads me down a troubled road. Oh, yeah. We have to make sure we shut doors that we open. You know, Ephesians 4, 26 through 27 says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are angry. Don't give the devil a foothold. Well, anger is the number one area. Unforgiveness is the number one area. If we deal with it right away and we shut that door, we can actually have a mind that is more peaceful. And so sometimes people really struggle with forgiving. Remember, forgiveness doesn't mean what happened to you is okay. Nor does it mean you let down your boundaries and let someone run over you. What forgiveness means is, Lord, I'm turning them over to you. I can't be thinking about them anymore. It's just driving me crazy. So I need to give this to you, lay it down, so I can have a peaceful mind. Now I have a question, Pastor Gail. Is when the scripture says, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil a foothold, is that the same as taking time out to to think and to pray before you address a difficult situation? Well, I think it's both that and when you found that you've gone through a situation, take another time out. Okay. And make sure you close it, that you, you give that situation to God. Kind of like don't let the sun go down on your wrath. It's kind of giving you a like a like a time limit. God is saying, don't dwell on this forever. Take care of this right away. Don't don't let this fester. Have you ever had a big old sliver get into your finger? Or you get a little sliver, it's in deep, you can't get it out? That thing will come festering to the surface eventually. It eventually, you have to get it taken out, right? It has to come out. So don't, don't let it fester. Number three, and here's another good point. We must renew our minds daily. Would you like to read Romans 12, 1 and 2? I would love to do that. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's a good scripture. That is great. So what does that scripture say to you, Nikki Ray? That tells me that, you know, I have a lot of things going on around. I have a I, there are a lot of uh, things that could be discouraging or cause me anger, but I need to have peace. And the way to get peace is to conform my mind to what the Lord is saying, you know, to renew my mind to what his word says and then I can be at peace, regardless of what's going on around me. Well, and I think about this too. If I don't change the way I think and renew my mind, I'll go back to my old stinking thinking, and then I'll just go right back into my old, old ways in my old cycle. So the renewing of the mind is actually uh, a daily process. It is a daily process, a daily practice, one that I've experienced in my life. And we all have to do it. No one's exempt from this. No. And it's a process that continues. It doesn't stop. 
And just because you're a pastor doesn't mean it's easy. No. A lot of people say, well, you know, you're a pastor. It's easy for you. Oh, wait a minute. You know, I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. I mean, if it's hard for you, it's hard for me. And we all have our different challenges that we walk through. Point number four, resist the devil. First Peter 5, 9 says, resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kinds of suffering. Wow. You know, um, the Bible says resist the devil. So how do you do that? Let's say you're dealing with fear. Fear is coming all over you because you've got something you're facing. You don't know how you're going to get through it. And the devil's roaring and he's wanting you to run. But you say, 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I am not going to run. 2,000 years ago, your power was taken away at the cross. I'm going to resist you. I'm going to stand in faith because I have the mind of Christ. Now, you might not always feel like you have the mind of Christ, but I have the mind of Christ. And so when you do that, then... James 4, 7. You want to read that, uh, Nikki? I do. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Here's a case that's good to have fleas. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> I've got bad humor. <laughs> he will flee from you. But our, our job is to do the resisting. Yes. And many times people feel like giving up and giving in. You know what? Why don't you just pray right now for people that need the strength to not give up? Father, I want to lift that one up to you, that person who's listening to this program, and they feel like giving up. Lord, I, I ask that you would minister to their heart, to their mind, Lord, as they um, reach out to you. I know that your word says that you give wisdom to all who ask, and I pray that you would give them wisdom, Lord, and also a renewed hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That is God's plan for you, and I thank you so much that um, you're listening and that you hear us, you hear our prayers, Lord. I pray for that one. Lord, that you would give them the strength to keep standing in Jesus' name. Amen. Point number five, you will make mistakes. I just got to say this because if you're trying to captivate the thoughts and you're trying to get this process we're talking about down, this doesn't happen overnight. And guess what? You will make many mistakes in this process. And then point number six is simply... Hurting events that you have in your life, you need to get them healed because they affect your thought process. In fact, when you have hurting events that are under the surface of your life, what will happen is they will bring negative thoughts to your mind that are overwhelming on a regular basis. And that's a sign that you have something that you need healed. It is a sign. And the way we see life is a lot of times through a view of our experiences. So when you have hurting experiences, you view your everyday situations through those experiences, whether or not you realize it. And when you receive healing from those old things, 
and you receive that and they no longer hurt you, now you view life through a healed heart and it makes a dramatic difference. Yeah, so you know what? Um, Point number seven is don't be afraid to call spiritual care consultants for your own personal ministry. And the number is 269-929-2901. Again, 269-929-2901. And if you don't live near Hastings, it doesn't matter because we do virtual sessions with people. So you can call. You can get help over the computer. Uh, So uh, don't be afraid to take the time to get that hurt healed. Number eight, watch the words that come out of your mouth. Proverbs 18.21 says, The power of life and death is in the tongue, and you can eat the fruit thereof. Wow, powerful. So your own words can have an effect on where your thoughts go and what happens in your thought life. And then number nine, I say create a spiritual rhythm in your life where you read your Bible, pray, and use different tools to help keep you strong and growing in the Lord. Like, hey, take the time to look up the in Christ statements in your Bible to find out what does God say about me and then concentrate on that. Take your time to dig out some really helpful, uplifting scriptures from Psalms and Proverbs out of the Bible. Take your time to get scriptures that address your situation. And then number 10, point number 10, find a good church to attend. Hebrews 10, 25 tells us not to forsake the assembling of yourselves as some would do all the more as you see the day approaching. And the reason for this is we live in a day when times are tough. People are struggling. And when your thoughts are going negative, they're off the rails and you're struggling. You may have even had suicidal thoughts. Don't entertain that. If you're having a suicidal thought, you need to check yourself into the hospital because you are valuable and you are worth it. So it's good to be in a good place of faith because when you're struggling, it's good to be connected with positive people. When you're struggling, it's good to have someone that you can talk to, right, Nikki? It's absolutely critical to have somebody to talk to in those times when you're when you are struggling. So the scripture that I kind of want to wind up with is Zechariah 4, 6, because controlling your mind, stopping the racing thoughts, takes God to help. Zechariah 4, 6 says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So it's good to say, God, I need your help. I, without you, I can't do this. I can't practice this. Lord, please come and assist me, help me, empower me to make it through. So uh, I'd like to lift up a prayer right now for those that are continuing to struggle with those mind battles. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the presence of the Holy Spirit would just go to the place where everybody is listening right now and fill their room or wherever they're at with your presence. I pray that you would send the heavenly angels to the heirs of salvation, to those that are listening, to help bring peace and tranquility to the mind. Lord, I know that you love us. I know that you care for us. 
And if, even when we can't feel it, I know that you're with us. So, Lord, I pray that your presence and the light of your glory would pierce the darkness where people are at and let them know that you care and that you're with them. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask this. Amen. Amen. Any closing thoughts that you might have for someone that's struggling with controlling their mind? I do. One with me, actually, it's a scripture in John eight thirty two. Jesus said, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So when we replace those, those negative thoughts with God's truth, it really does help to set you free. And my final thought for you today is actually quite simple. I really think it's time for a mind shift. Yes, agreed. So if you've been watching a lot of horror movies, maybe it's a good thing to shut it down. <laughs> a lot of people thought watching The Exorcist was okay and found themselves with many mental health problems after doing that because of the demonic influence. Yes. There's actually, I don't know if you're aware, there's a study done years ago that showed our mind it uses 4 billion neurons. When we see something, it uses 4 billion neurons. That information goes deep into our minds. And our conscious mind only uses about 2,000 neurons. So if we're taking things in, we're watching movies, we got a lot more brain power going, working, than, than if we're just talking about something. So what we watch is critical to taking control of that mind battle. How about music? Music, yes. You know, music is a tool of worship. And this is this is important. You know, God desires our worship. And many of you might know, or maybe you don't, but Satan, before he fell, he was actually a leader, a worship leader. Well, he was the head worship leader of heaven. He was the head worship leader of heaven. And you know what? What do you think that happens with music? Satan wants to, you know, he's called the prince of the power of the air. And the message that he's giving in music that's ungodly is not something that's feeding your soul well. So I would encourage, friends, as you listen to music, choose things that feed your soul well. So it's time to do a mind shift. You say, you don't know how how hard that's going to be, and I'm going to say... It's going to be worth it. And I want to thank you for listening today. And I want you to know what's controlling your mind is controlling you. You don't know how hard that's going to be. (laughs) I know. So it's time to make a change. And this program today was brought to you by Family Tree Medical of Hastings, Michigan. May God bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May he give you peace and a peaceful mind. And by the way, it'll be worth it to make the shift. Healing Begins is brought to you by Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. 
We are not a church, but a healing ministry based out of a doctor's office, and my partner is Dr. Troy Carlson. Maybe you're looking for a chance to donate somewhere. You have some money and you'd like to make a donation? Well, we are a great place to donate. Go to our website, www.spiritualcareconsultants.com, and click on Donate, or you can make your checks out to Spiritual Care Consultants and mail them to Spiritual Care Consultants, 1375 West Green Street, Suite 1, Hastings, Michigan, 49058. Most of all, I want to thank you for your prayers and all your support, and I want to say thank you for listening to Healing Begins.